Sasha. Hey, Courtney. What do ghosts say to each other to wish each other luck before a show? I don't know. What? Break a leg. Uh, It's spoop hour. Back to Spoop Hour, a paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. This is Sasha. This is Courtney. You can find us on the internet, as per usual, all the podcatchers, but we're also on Twitter and Instagram at Spoop Hour, and you can email us directly at spoophour at gmail.com to share with us your spooky season stories. So, like, have you seen a ghost recently? Or did your mom's cousin's second cousin's boyfriend's former roommate see one? Tell us about it. <laughs> Email spoophour at gmail.com. We love to hear For from sure. you. For mm-hmm. sure. This week we are doing a second installment of Spooky Theaters because there were just like so many more things that we need to talk about. There were so many more um, Spooky Theaters. Just so many more Spooky Theaters. If you've so, been to any of these Spooky Theaters and had something spooky happen to you, email spoophour at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Because... We actually heard from a listener, Andrew, from the wonderful, wonderful Friday the 13th podcast. They're amazing, and we love them. But Andrew reached out to us because he's been to one of the theaters we talked about last week. Woohoo! So I'm going to read off his email. The one that he went to was the Mackinac Island Haunted Theater. Where we're going to go once we kidnap Dr. Elisa Lucas and Sasha's grandmother. Is Andrew a Michigander? or He's was from he... Michigan. I believe he's in Chicago now. Okay, so just another another Midwesterner. Yes. Yeah. Andrew, email yeah. me. If you're still in Michigan, spoilers, we're going to kidnap you too. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. I'm you don't say, have a We're going to get everyone around the Great Lakes region. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie can get you back when he pays your body weight in fudge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so hope all is well. Is Yeah. Yeah. I mean, about <laughs> as well as it's going to be. From going, is just, it? <laughs> Is it? (laughs) All right, so just listen to the latest episode where you talked about the Mackinac Island Haunted Theater. As a child, we went to Mackinac Island a couple of times, but I only went to the Haunted Theater once. From what I remember, the first part of the haunted house was picking doors and jump scares. However, to this day, the end of this haunted house attraction was the scaredest I have ever been. Towards the end, you walk down a very dark hallway, with your directions only being indicated by glow-in-the-dark paint. As my group neared the end i was in the back of the pack and right as we could see the light at the end of the tunnel i thought to myself oh we're in the clear (laughs) (laughs) little did i know one of the workers who i didn't notice had snuck up behind me and into the ear he did the hannibal lecter (laughs) noise and i screamed at the top of my lungs and ran over the other people in my group and just ran right out of there Apparently, I looked so terrified that a little child that was about to enter the haunted establishment immediately started crying and begging his mom not to make him go in there. (laughs) 
that's you and me when we go to this haunted establishment. there's going to be just a small Andrew running out. And, and we're just like, going to be crying at each other and asking each other not to go in. <laughs> yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, the stone tape theory? Yeah. It's just, it's just, a, a it's little... just Andrew is a ghost. A little <laughs> ghost a child ghost. running out, screaming and crying. <laughs> because of the... <laughs> You've done that sound to me before unexpectedly. I have. It, it's It's surprising. As we all it's, know, I don't like wet mouth sounds. So for me, yeah. most of the horror is the wetness of that sound. But it is upsetting. So thank you, Andrew, for sharing this amazing story that makes me laugh every time I hear it. Yeah, I haven't been to the Honda Theater, but I have been th- uh, to the island. I got one of my favorite shirts in high school from Mackinac Island Ooh. because it had a little, like, it was when I was super into pirates because who wasn't? Because it was like 2005. Oh, we were all yeah. Under. Everyone was into, who, who wasn't into pirates then? Right. So I got a little shirt. It had a little, like, Jolly Roger on the front and then the back said, like, Mackinac Island and had a bigger Jolly Roger. I fucking oh. loved that shirt. And then I spilled <gasps> nail polish on it and couldn't wear it anymore. Wait, I remember that shirt. Yeah, because I loved I it. And I wore it all the time, and then I spilled nail polish on it, and I couldn't get it out. I remember seeing you wear a shirt with the Jolly Roger on it when we were in school. That was my Mackinac Island shirt. Did anything spooky happen to you this week, Sasha? <laughs> if uh, Spooky is being bullied by a 16-year-old, <laughs> yeah. I will fight them. No, yeah, so, you know, Zoom bombing? Mm-hmm. So, we, ha- we use Google Meet for our class meetings, and... Mm-hmm. The way it is, like, we do have some, like, security settings to uh, keep people from, like, Zoom bombing, basically. Yeah. But this week, one of the, basically, if anyone pranks your class, the call is coming from inside the class. Ah. And so one of my goons decided to do that, and I ended up after... And it was just a whole disaster. My team teacher thought he was pressing, like, hang up on the the, the prank caller, but he hung up himself. Oh, and then no. he was the one who had all the moderating oh, permissions. No. And so then I was just, like, stuck in this, like, call being berated by, like, an anonymous 16-year-old. Oh. <laughs> but I guess in, in another spooky thing that's more positive, I'm teaching ninth grade, one single ninth grade class for the first time in four years. Wow. The last time I had a freshman class was when this class of 2020s seniors were freshmen. So it's been quite a bit of time. Yeah. They were really nice and helpful on Friday. And I have them the very last period of the last day of the school week. And I was having tech issues and basically flying the class blind. And they were able to like, like, be my guinea pigs to test out something that I was like, I don't know what this looks like on your end, so I'm just going to give you hints and, like, hope for the best. And then they figured it out. And then when there were some kids who were like, wait, I don't get it. What are you guys, you know, like, where are you guys seeing this? Then, like, they would help each other and stuff like that. So, so... Some That's days nice. you get bullied by a 16-year-old, and other times a bunch of 14-year-olds band together and help you. So. You should let those 14-year-olds watch New Moon, because there's a Romeo and Juliet theme in there. Ooh. So... I'm not going to subject them to that. <laughs> Shut up, everyone. We're watching New Moon. <laughs> I'm going to say, if anything, if they deserve any kind of reward, we're going to play Among Us, which apparently is a game that you and I and, like, our friends could probably enjoy. Oh, yeah? Because it's, like, you know how we play a lot of, like, Jackbox games and stuff together? Yes. So Among Us is, like, a murder mystery <gasps> whodunit I'm thing in. where one person is the traitor. Ooh. in your group and you have to like figure that. it out but every so often like someone dies 
And yeah. I love it. Yeah. There's it, a it, and it's uh, free to download on iOS, and then I know you don't have an iPhone, but I think there's it's free to download on Google Play as well. And, like there's basically it's a, it's a free to start kind of one of those games. Yeah, yeah, love it. So I've been all playing... my kids are obsessed with it, and so are a bunch of adults I know. I love it. I've been playing with my meetup group, and spoilers, we're probably going to play it at my Zoom birthday party. Oh hell yeah! We've been playing Spyfall, which is basically like. You get a location, except one person is a spy. And so you have to figure Ooh. out who the spy is because the spy doesn't know the location. So the spy is trying to figure out where the location is. So you're trying to, you can ask one person one question and then they're trying not to give too much information away so that like, I know you're not the spy, but they don't want to be like, you know, if you're like, what's the weather like? You don't want to be like, oh, hot and sunny, pack a swimsuit if you're at the beach because then the spy is going to know where you are. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, so, I think there, there there's some elements of like, it's kind of like, you know the, oh my god, there's a Jackbox game where... Oh, with the fr- Faking it, faking it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of like that where, like, there will be a task or something, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out, like, who... Who knows yeah, what the it, task is and who So it's one, one of the faking it game also, like, kind of factors into it. So it sounds like it's going to be really interesting for Love us it. to play with, like, our friend group. It's, like, ten people, Love and... It. Yeah, I, I want to try it out. Jack and I haven't had time yet to try it out, but I think... I think that sounds like a good one for us to try amongst yeah. our friends. Remind me what it was called? Among Us. Among Us, that's right. I was like, it's like, a preposition. Like, Spy Among there Us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, it's available on Google Play. Among awesome. Us is not sponsoring this episode. But if no, they'd like just, to, email spoopoutgmail.com. The, the best part is that this kind of blew up. I first started seeing some memes about it on Twitter, like, right before the school year started. Mm-hmm. And then when the school year started, we were doing, like, getting to know you stuff. Mm-hmm. The kids were like, oh, what games do you like to play? And I was like, oh, I like to play Fall Guys. And they were like, oh, I like to play Fall Guys. And then a bunch of other kids were like, do you play Among Us? And I was like, what's that? Thinking it was like a Fortnite type thing where I was like, I'm not going to play Fortnite. (laughs) But then they were like, yeah, you have to like problem solve. And like one of your friends is, you know, the killer. And it it breaks up friendships. And I was like, oh, I play a lot of those games. I was like, I play Jackbox a lot. I play Mario Party. I play, you know. All the game-ruining, friendship-ruining games. Those are my favorite kind of games to play. (laughs) So, apparently, we need to play Among Us. Love it. And then our podcast will die. No, I'm just kidding. Good. (laughs) And then we'll... No, I'm just kidding. And then we'll be reborn like a ghost or a zombie. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll go break a leg. How about you? (laughs) Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Why that made me laugh so much? It's my stupid fucking joke. It's your stupid joke. You did it. You did this to yourself. Man, I'm funny. (laughs) Nothing really, like, nothing's ever going to be as spooky as finding the dead thing in my dryer. Like, I've just, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, the other spooky thing is being constantly reminded of this <laughs> thing that happened to you because I am still inexplicably have not removed myself yeah, you've from got to. the residence like, list, so yeah. I'm just getting all of these text messages and emails from actually, Courtney. They were giving me lip, basically, to set the appointment to have someone come out and dr- clean our dryer vent of the dead thing that was in there. Also, I'm pretty sure there were some remnants because we've had a lot of flies <gasps> recently. And I don't oh, want to get into no. it. Basically, my trauma will never end. That's fine. We're all doing our I was, best. <laughs> after after that call last week, I like went to Jack and was like, "Let me tell you about Courtney's terrifying week." And then he, <laughs> both of us, just kind of sat there in silence for a little bit. And we're like, "That is just really unpleasant." I mean, you just you just like keep it involved with the dead stuff in my dryer. No, other than. 
the fact that I have killed or caused to die, I don't want to get into it. I'm kind of a fly serial killer at this point, like six flies in the past three days. Nothing super spooky, but I did find a story via one of my murder groups. You guys know I love my murder mm-hmm. groups where there's a church in Culpeper oh. that apparently was recently the site of a paranormal TV series and they heard disembodied growls. Oh, great. So I'm like, I At love a church. it. Yep. Love it. Take me to church where all the growls are. So that's pretty much it, though. It's just all the flat. Like, not to get into too much, but like, if they land on the window and the window's open, I'm gonna close the window. And if they happen to die because they can't get out, that's not my fault. Maybe a serial killer. It's not a big deal. I don't delight in their suffering. I just don't want them in my house. I get it. Yeah. I don't. I don't judge. Thank you. As someone who, along with the mysterious third roommate, would grab the spiders out of the house for you. Mm-hmm. Like I have. I I take no issue with you killing the spiders because sometimes that's all you can do. It's not, I mean, even not spiders. spiders. It's, it's flies. flies. Sorry. Yeah. I, I misspoke. Yeah. I've been letting a lot of spiders live. Frankly, yeah. Recently, I, I don't. I don't take issue with that. No. I don't like flies. I don't like gnats. I don't like. I've killed a lot of them. Yeah. So keep killing them. Cool. Especially Sasha if they keep proved. reminding you of your trauma. Yes, they sure do. And then I see another fucking fly, and I'm like, God damn it! When will they clean my dryer vent? Tuesday. When you're listening to this, it's possible they've already come and cleaned my dryer vent. Thank God. What are we talking about today? <laughs> Spooky theaters part two. Hey. Hey. So, as we discussed last week. There's a shit ton of spooky theaters, and I love this shit. Like, I could not get enough of it. I kept messaging you to be like, oh, and I'm going to do this one, too. Oh, and this one, and this one, and this one. So basically, and I've had a very rough go of it this week, and I'm not feeling great right now. So I've got a few remnants from last week's episode that I didn't talk about, and then I'm going to sit back and... Just enjoy this. Enjoy the show. Enjoy me, like, gesticulating wildly I'm and screaming at my camera. so excited <laughs> to have you. you gesticulate wildly at your camera. I'm so thrilled. All right. So the first theater from Virginia is that's the Lyric Theater. Yeah, it's where we live. <laughs> it's the Lyric Theater in Blacksburg. So this is Virginia tech land. The Lyric Theater can trace its roots back to 1909, although it did not move into its current facility until 1930. Today, the theater presents a variety of shows, including cinema, live theater, and music acts throughout the year. What a place to visit. But that's a really fun place to go. Except Blacksburg takes like six hours to drive through, because it's basically North Carolina. (laughs) Do you know why I didn't apply to Virginia Tech, y'all? Because it's too far to drive. (laughs) I've only been to Virginia Tech once in my life, and it was when JMU played them in football, and we won. 21-16, motherfuckers! Yeah, I've been to Virginia Tech, I think, twice for similar reasons. I just, that day was amazing because the Virginia Tech fan was all ready to just, like, have a cake. They literally bought us a pity cake, except then we beat them. So then we we got to win and have cake. Yeah, it was like they were just planning on having, like, a little band-to-band social after the game to be like, oh, too bad you didn't win, but this is fun, band, camaraderie. But then we beat them, and they were basically like, take your cake and go, and it was fucking hilarious. It was amazing, especially because going into that game, our school, JMU, had never, whenever we had played Virginia Tech in the entire history of our, both of our schools, we'd never even scored a touchdown against them. 
mm-hmm. and then we won, so it was fine. <laughs> What's up? Suck it, so, Virginia Tech listeners. No one cares about. I'm just kidding. You guys uh, are great, <laughs> but also twenty one sixteen. I it's just it's just so great, and the best part is that that happened like ten years ago. Ten years ago. Yep. Next month, and we're still. No, it was ten years ago. It. Three weeks ago. Because it was September oh, yeah, three 11th. Weeks. Oh, September 11th. Yep. Tw- yep, 2010. Yep. yep. Never forget. Never, that day <laughs> never that we forget. Never forget. Wow, that was 10 years. That I was, was very so old. swamped with work and everything that I just didn't even register that on See, my radar. I checked Facebook on the 11th and I had like 17 memories of just various people in band tagging me in the photo of the scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. 10 years ago. 10 Oof. years. Okay, anyway, so uh, this theater is haunted, did you know? Oh, <laughs> Virginia with Tech. the ghost okay. of 2116? <laughs> so visitors of the Lyric Theater say that the building is haunted, reporting that they hear phantom, the sounds of phantom footsteps on the, ha- on the stairways, disembodied muttering, <laughs> and cold spots. I don't love thought- disembodied muttering. Yeah, me either. It's I, the word disembodied is like way too close to the word disemboweled for my taste. Yeah, like if they just said unknown voices or voices, it would yeah, bother me as much. Yeah, but disembodied is a little disembodied little. takes it to a place that I don't love. Yeah, it is thought that the ghost responsible for these happenings may belong to a construction worker who lost his life while the theater was being built. However, there's also vo- reports of a female voice shrieking and sometimes crying, "Let me out!" Oh, I don't like over. that. So I don't like that. I don't like so that at going all. going there. There's no reason to go to Blacksburg. Nope. 2116. <laughs> 2116. All right. So all of my theater stuff this week comes from cntraveler.com, worldstrides.com, absolutechinatours.com, thebeijinger.com, theguardian.com, westendtheater.com, wikipedia, whatsonblog.melbourne.vic.gov.au, carlasullivan.com.wordspress.com. That one was my favorite in terms of site. <laughs> ChooseChicago.com and GhostCityTours.com. Sources for days. Oh, I forgot. My source was VirginiaHauntedHouses.com. Ooh. Ooh. Which, like, there are a couple of Virginia haunting websites, and I was like, if we ever get out of this pandemic, <laughs> I'm just going to make us, like, a nice little, like, two-hour gonna... loop, yeah. road trip loop. <laughs> we're just going to do a little, uh, we're going to do a one, one card ghost tour all right so first let's go over how the huguang guild hall in beijing went full poltergeist oh geez don't do it never do it it's a bad choice you'll regret it almost immediately just don't in 1807 a wealthy philanthropist commissioned the building of the guild hall to serve as housing for lower income families isn't that nice like Sounds in, promising. In the 1800s, some rich dude was like, what if we give poor people houses? Yeah, Love it. why not? Let's do it. Except, according to the lore, there was already an ancient burial ground there. Oh. But, don't worry, they destroyed that pesky burial ground and built their guild hall, no problem. So, we started from a high place. High place, and immediately... Building homes for poor people immediately demolished an ancient burial ground. Good, I don't great. think they moved the bodies. Fabulous. So, at first there were no spooky incidents, because <laughs> the legend says that there was a housekeeper who had leprosy, and because they had leprosy, they had, like, lesions and shit. Sure. And so, even, like, 
spirits saw his visage and were like, no, thank you. I don't want anything to do with this. Mm -mm. I'm good. I'll make my own way. But once it became home to the Beijing opera, all bets were off. The housekeeper was gone and spirits were like, let's party. Uh. Disembodied wailing and screaming can be heard through the courtyard, presumably where the bulk of the burial ground was. But yay, disembodied wailing. Disembodied ah, yes. wailing. That, that just like, that's a visceral yell. That's not just like a, ah, that's like a, ooh, don't like yeah. it. Again, disembodied, too close to the word disemboweled. Don't like it. Just basically, nothing that's disembed, it can be good. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're anti-disem on this, on this <laughs> podcast. Fun fact, if you throw a stone while standing in the courtyard of the guild hall... You'd a hit a ghost. You, basically, because a spooky voice comes out of nowhere and tells you to knock it off. Like, it will yell at you and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop throwing rocks around here. <laughs> the building now mostly serves as a museum, but the screaming and shouting persists to this day. So just like a little amuse-bouche of a little short one. But, yeah. like, I couldn't find named ghosts. It's just a lot of screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh. Ah. This has been Spoop Hour. That's your that's your Halloween soundtrack, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Just Sasha going. Ooh. Here, let me do one. Crash. Thunder sounds. That came out kind of like a goat. I regret that. <laughs> I'm, I can do a really good goat one when I'm trying to be a goat. Oh god. <laughs> There's a goat there. Why? I don't know. It's Wood's not my home. Like like to live deliciously? <laughs> it's Black Philip. Wood's Black like, Philip. Wood's that like to live deliciously? Did I tell you about the the truck that said Wood's that like to live deliciously? No. Wait, Whoa, baby. It's in Arlington. It's a food truck. For yes, Indian you food. did. You did. You told me about the food truck. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? For some reason, I was thinking like a pickup truck, and I'm like, no, 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 no. it's not it just like a food truck that said, "Wouldst thou like to live deliciously?" I was like, why is Black Philip <laughs> selling Indian food now? Well, because with the decline of Calvinism, he can't really like lure people into witchcraft so much anymore. So he like pursued his passion. But people like which curry. Is food truck. Yeah, people always love curry. I love naan. Calvinism was a non-starter. Get it? Get it? Because with the decline of Calvinism, it started his non-business? Oh my god, I'm on fire. Tell me about a Virginia theater. (laughs) Please, stop me before I kill again. (laughs) Alright, the next one is one that I think you and I should go check out someday uh, once quarantine is over, slash pandemic. Someday. Slash when it's time, when it's safe enough to have dinner theater again. Yes. So, So in like two years. (laughs) Yeah. So, Lazy Susan Dinner Theater in Lorton. Um, as the name implies, Lazy Susan Dinner Theater is a facility that puts on live shows while guests have a bite to eat. The actors aren't the only ones putting on a show, however, as a ghost has taken residence in the building. The ghost has been known to manifest as lights, uh, manifest as lights gliding behind stage, and also they like to rearrange chairs and place settings. The ghost, according to one blogger who performed in several productions at the theater, was none none other than the owner's first wife. And then, also, so I couldn't find anything else to be like, what happened to this first wife, but I'm very curious. 
But near the Lazy Susan Dinner Theater is the Workhouse Arts Center, which also is probably haunted because it was a prison, and it's in particular where they housed suffragettes arrested in D.C. for protesting at the beginning of the 20th century. So, like, definitely haunted. Yeah, they did some real shitty things to the suffragettes once they arrested them. Yeah. Absolutely, it's haunted. If you are ever in Northern Virginia, there's a great little museum at the Workhouse Arts Center about what they did to the women who were arrested there. The Night of Terror, is that what they called it? Yeah, I think so. I think just in general, like, a lot of them, di- like, protested by, like, within the prison by not eating. And yeah. so they showed, like, all, basically, how they force-fed these prisoners Yeah, whenever they not great. went on a hunger strike. But anyway. Real they, quick, in- call your representatives. Have you done it today? You should do it. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. So in 2013, they put on a haunted cabaret show there directed by um, a frequent performer from the Lazy Susan Dinner Theater. Amazing. I was like, why don't they just do that every year? Yeah. I want to go to a haunted cabaret. That sounds magical. So I, I want to do find- a haunted cabaret. I'm a terrible dancer, but like, do I get points for enthusiasm? Haunted burlesque show, haunted, just something fun like that. Don't you mean a burlesque show? I am on Uh, fire. (laughs) Burlesque. Have you seen that trend of where people just make like terrible dad jokes that everyone chases after them going, don't leave me, don't leave me. I'm basically doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking like someone could do like a haunted theater thing, cabaret outdoors that we could go to, please. Cabaret. Cabaret. Okay. And we'll have a nice anyway, cabaret. I do I I do really want to look into what happened to the owner's first wife. Yeah, I have questions. Also, have it's questions. possible I've been to that theater. I don't know. Oh, interesting. When I, was, when I was younger in lieu of a birthday party, every year my mom and I would go to a show. Oh. And for a while we did dinner theaters and it was magical. And we saw like Annie Get Your Gun and stuff like that. It was amazing. Oh, we'd get you know like what? a signature glass. <laughs> <laughs> the blogger who was like, the ghost is definitely the owner's first wife, was, like, performed in Annie Get Your Gun. <laughs> oh, well, then it's entirely possible that I have definitely seen her perform. <laughs> Mom, if you remember the name of the theater where we saw that, email sweetheart at gmail.com. I'm just kidding. You have my real email address. <laughs> so it's possible. Or she I could call me. you. She, yeah, you have my phone number, too. You can call me. It's fine. I love it. We should definitely. I love dinner theater. That's my, that's my secret. Super yeah. love dinner theater. All right. Our, speaking of dinner theater, are you ready to hear about the Dock Street Theater, which has nothing to do with dinner theater? But presumably sure. people have had dinner there and theater. So, yeah. <laughs> built in 1736, the Dock Street Theater in downtown Charleston, South Carolina, is one of the oldest theaters in America. Oh, wow. It's old AF. The original theater burned down. Shockingly, it did not get the hauntings when it burned down. Isn't that crazy? Whoa. It was rebuilt... That's- as an inn, and it was an inn for a long time, but then it was finally converted back to being a theater in the 1930s. But by that point, it had picked up its resident ghost. Interesting. So, during its days as an inn, the Dock Street Theater was the stomping grounds of one Nettie Dickerson, a sex worker who lived in Charleston during the 1800s. Spoiler alert, by the end of this, you're gonna love Nettie, because I sure did. Oh, I was gonna say, just like her name made me, I was like, that's about... Badass name. Nettie, Nettie Dickerson. Dickerson. Yeah, I was like, Nettie Dickerson, love it, I'm doing this story. And then I read more about her, and I'm like, yes, go off, yes. girl. <laughs> so Nettie centered her business at this particular inn because it was popular with wealthy men who loved three things. Drinking, gambling, and enjoying the company of women they weren't married to. So a whole bunch of misogynists. So how like men. How yes. like men. So Nettie found her way into the world's oldest profession when she was 25, and she left her country home to travel to the city 
And after moving there, she found out that she had to make her own way because at 25, she was a crusty old maid and who would want to marry her? Disgusting. Uh, yes. 25. Uh, right. Ugh. Your life ends at 25. I forgot. Yeah, Historically, just go lay down and die, old woman. I should have known. Historically, that has always been true forever and ever that yep. at 25, your life is over. We've both been dead for a long time. As someone who is turning 30 in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm almost I'm just, 31. I'm, so. I'm just dusty old bones. Yep. At this point, I don't even know if there's bones left of me. I've been dead for so long. Anyway, <laughs> Nettie was extremely successful in her line of work because she had good looks, ample charm, and a signature fine-ass red dress. Like, the reading I did suggested that after she decided, like, she tried to get non-sex work job. Mm-hmm. She tried, she tried to go, like, because she was very religious. She tried to go the more religious route. She tried to get a job as a clerk, but nobody uh-huh. wanted a dusty old virgin 25-year-old as their clerk because who lets ladies do stuff? So she was, like, friends with a priest, and the priest was like, please don't do this. And she's like, fuck you, how about I do? And then she went and bought this hot-ass dress with the last of her money. <laughs> Roxanne. I love her. You don't have to wear, put on the red dress. Yep. So, it's Nettie, you can go ahead and put on that red dress, do what you you want. Do whatever you want, you're 25 (laughs) and your life is crushing it. So, Nettie, for a sex, success, successful, that was an accent. Successful. For as successful as Nettie was, she did earn the ire of the town, though, because, like I said, she was really religious. She still went to church every week. And inevitably, someone, usually a woman whose husband she was boning, would shoot her a dirty look. And Nettie was like, excuse me? And this is where I was like, oh, I love this girl. Yeah, because be mad. She, yeah, <laughs> she would confront them. And she, you know, I assume she would make the point of like, hey, don't hate the player, hate your husband for playing yeah. the game. Like, right. I, I'm not the problem here. He would have just found it somewhere else. So she would confront them and presumably like, throw it in their face. Yeah, I fucked your husband. What are you going to fucking do about it? He fucked me right back. <laughs> So, one night when she was fed up with all of society and all of high society looking down their noses at this little country girl making her way through this world, Nettie took the, to the balcony of the inn. In her signature red dress, Nettie railed against the society that had rejected her and treated her like she was nothing. Unfortunately, she was so into taking the rich folks down, which I'm 100% on board for, but always pay attention to the weather if you're going to scream things about people from the balconies. Because oh, no. a storm blew in. So then, you remember the priest from before? Uh huh. The priest heard that Nettie was, you know, kicking up a ruckus and was screaming at a bunch of rich people. And so he came to try and, like, calm her down and get her off the balcony because this storm started to rage. And as he was like, Nettie, please, I get it, girl, but maybe come off the balcony, Nettie screamed at him, You can't save me. And at that exact moment, she got hit by lightning. Ah! <laughs> Fucking Nettie! So, Nettie is not done with the Dock Street Theater. She came back as a ghost, and you can usually spot her wandering the second floor of the theater or just gliding above the ground, always in her signature red dress. And she has some famous company. Junius Brutus Booth, the actor father of John Wilkes Booth, who shot and killed Lincoln, also used to frequent the inn, and now his ghost is spotted there, too. Wow. I love Nettie. I love her. That is bonkers banana. Wear your fucking red dress and do whatever the fuck you want, Nettie. You're doing great, sweetie. You can't save me. (laughs) Whomst among us doesn't want to put on a red dress and yell about how mad they are at rich people? I sure do. I sure do. Let's go. (laughs) Always. Grab your mask. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) So the next Virginia theater is Wayside Theater in Middleton. 
or Middletown. I don't know how we pronounce that in Virginia. There are a lot of weird places in, in Virginia where, like, the town is not pronounced the way it's spelled. Where it's Kinda a like trap. Mackinac, right? Yeah. Or Stanton. Stanton. Stanton is spelled Staunton. Yeah, there's Stanton. a U, but you don't say uh, the U. If you say the U, you identify yourself as an outsider. Uh, yeah, Lou Dan- Ray, which is at yeah. Luray Caverns. Like, you yes, think it's Lou Ray. It's Lou Ray. Yeah, and then Danville. Oh, Yeah. It's spelled Danville, but it's but Danville. It's Danville, yeah. Like an anvil, yeah. So anyway, Wayside Theater in Middletown or Middleton has, is a theater, and it's oh. delighted audiences with live performances for over half a century, and it's rumored to be haunted by a ghost of a former caretaker who allegedly died in a fire. Which fire? I don't know. <laughs> a fire. A fire. Any fire. fire. His spirit primarily manifests on the back porch costume stage, the balcony, and the basement. CC1 was often found to be mysteriously lowered as well. Unfortunately, declining sales and harsh financial realities forced the theater to close in 2013. So, so we can't visit can't, it. Can't go to there, but the, if it's one of those ghosts that's stuck to a place, then maybe... We could summon it up. There. I'll pull we out can... the dowsing rods and be like, you there, bro? What fire yeah. did you die in? <laughs> All right, are you ready to hear about the Princess Theater in Melbourne? I am. There is a city name that's trying to trick you. It's pronounced Melbourne, but it's spelled Melbourne. But they don't Melbourne. say the O, the R, none of it, just Melbourne. 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 Fucking Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. I know stuff. Coming at us from down under. Yes, I realize I just won points by saying Aussie, 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 oi, 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 and then I just immediately undermined them by saying down, down, down under. <laughs> So we After have the Princess Theatre in Melbourne, which is the continent's oldest continuously operating mainland performance site, hmm. which is pretty impressive. When it opened its doors in 1854, the Princess Theatre became famous for international music productions. Or, sorry, international musical productions. Ah, but a scant 33 years after its opening, it gained a much more infamous reputation. On March 3rd, 1888, the Princess Theatre premiered its run of Faust, What a great fucking story. (laughs) So, starring in Faust was Frederick Federici, whose real name was Frederick Baker. Federici was playing Mephistopheles, who is the devil in Faust. We'll go into what Faust is in a hot second. Mm -hmm. At the end of the performance, Federici disappeared through a trap door in the stage alongside the actor playing Dr. Faustus to simulate their return to hell, because that's how the play ends. Mm -hmm. But as they were lowered from the stage... Federici clutched his chest and slumped a little bit. Everyone, audience, the actor playing Dr. Faustus, everyone assumed, oh, Federici's just doing a little extra drama because, you know, we had a successful, like, night. He's just doing a little extra drama to the performance. Sure. But he had actually suffered a heart attack and died almost instantly as they were lowered from the stage. Oh, no. So the audience is going wild. It was a great performance. They're all on their feet. They're clapping away. And none of Federici's fellow cast members realized he had died because when they took the stage for curtain call and final bows, Federici joined them. He took his bows, but then as they all left the stage, he vanished. And then they found his body. So his ghost immediately came back and was like, no, I fucking crushed this. I'm going out and I'm taking my bow. (laughs) I'm just going to finish this out. Yep. Because they all remember seeing him on stage taking bows. Wow. But he was super deadsies at that point. That's so um, scary. The story of Faust, if you're not familiar, is the classic selling your soul to the devil story. 
Uh-huh. So he sells his soul to the devil, blah, 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 devil comes to collect. At one yeah. point, I pitched a Winter Guard show to you, even though you didn't have control over a Winter Guard, that was retelling the Faust story yeah. using a hosier song and a bluesy, jazzy song that I'm familiar with. So yeah. if anybody needs a Winter Guard show, email spoopyhourgmail.com, because <sighs> your show was Faust, and the song is called Bourbon Street by Jeff Twohey and Arsonist Lullaby by Hosier. So, you're welcome. Amazing. Anyway, so, he's dead. But he's a ghost immediately. Just, he's not done living. He has continued to haunt the theater to this day. And usually you can spot him because he's a ghostly figure in evening dress. But he's not mean. He's usually described as being a benevolent presence. And he's such a common presence in the theater that for decades after his death, a third row seat in the dress circle was kept vacant for him. In case he wanted to watch the show. Interesting. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Yeah. I just, I love the drama of, like, as they're being lowered into metaphorical hell, he just is like, and then just immediately is like, well, better take my bow. Yeah. (sighs) Sorry, that just reminded me, we didn't mention one more follow-up to the the Aladdin theater thing. So I haven't heard back in great detail about this yet, but... I think it's the New Amsterdam Theater. New Amsterdam Theater. With Olive Thomas friend of one of my best friends, or best friend of one of my best friends, uh, who played Aladdin in Aladdin, <laughs> um, did confirm that he has seen that ghost. Amazing. And that his uh, cast members have had more, like, intense experiences with her. Olive! So, yeah. So that's confirmed. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Just so tickled. Just speaking of performers who leave their ghosts behind. <laughs> Amazing. All right. The next one in Virginia is Bridgewater College's Theater in Bridgewater, Virginia. Is Bridgewater College that old? Yeah. Bridgewater College is a private four-year co-ed institute founded in 1880. It's older than JMU. Wow. I did not yeah. realize it was that old. My apologies yep. to Bridgewater College. Yep. Bridgewater is near-ish to JMU. Yeah. Basically, like, Bridgewater kids would come to JMU for parties. Yep. Yep. So... Not, not far, so think yep. Shenandoah Valley. Yep. So campus lore has that one of the campus buildings, Cole Hall, is haunted by its namesake, Dr. Charles Knox Cole. The building was constructed in 1929 at the behest of Cole's daughter, Virginia Garber Cole Strickler, and Dr. Cole is said to have occupied the auditorium ever since. Didn't say how he died, but just he's <laughs> occupied you know, it ever since. At some point he died. <laughs> at some point important. he died. <laughs> His ghost has been seen attending theater productions, often sitting on the balcony, and once caused the stage lights to flicker rapidly as a sign of applause. <laughs> oh, that's cute. He's like, you guys did great. Did flick, 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 flick. <laughs> Cold spots have also been associated with Cole's presence. Ah, uh, Cole spots. Cole spots. Cole spots. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. So hear me out. This next one's a bit of a downer. So I put it where it is because it's kind of a downer. This is the saddest one I have. And then I'll lift us back up with the last one, which is Sweetie Chill. So this is... Okay. We all learned a very valuable lesson from the Titanic, which was called Unsinkable. Guess what? It sank. So we all learned from the Titanic, maybe don't say the thing you built, it's impossible to do something bad in. Because when you say that, you're going to jinx it. So. Did they say this theater's unburnable, and then they burned it down? Let's check off <laughs> gun, the gun. concept of saying something can't burn down. <laughs> oh, God. 
So Chicago's Iroquois Theater, now known as the James N. M. Niederlander Theater, previously known as the Ford Center for the Performing Arts Oriental Theater, when it was when it first opened, they dubbed it absolutely fireproof in 1903. Don't do that. No. Just don't. Nothing is absolutely fireproof. Not right. even water. It'll burn eventually. Calm down. It took not even one month after opening for the Iroquois to become the deadliest theater fire in American history. Not even a month. Not even a month. Like three weeks. They were like, it's absolutely fireproof. And then three weeks later, burned the fuck down. Oh, great. Unfortunately, it was a sold out performance of Mr. Bluebeard and more than 2000 people had packed the house because it was December 30th. So kids were out of school for the holidays. A lot of families came because it was a matinee showing and it was a little bit cheaper. It was a packed house. So 2000 people in a theater. During the second act, an arc light malfunctioned and the sparks ignited a curtain backstage. Stagehands spotted it and attempted to put out the blaze without sounding the alarm, but they were too late. The fire had already spread to the fly gallery above the stage. At that point, the stage manager tried to lower a fire curtain on the stage to contain the blaze, and you can kind of start to see where, like, oh, they had a bunch of precautions, so that's why they were like, oh, it's fireproof, it's, we've got the fire it's curtain, fine. we have all of these things, it's fine. Mm-mm. Turned out, fireproof stage curtain, not fireproof. In fact, it snagged and then immediately caught on fire and spread the blaze. To make matters worse, the fire doors, because it had a ton of fire doors, except they were all locked to keep members from the, of the public from, like, wandering into the theater mid-show. And, like, the ushers were instructed how to unlock it, but as you could imagine, in a rapidly spreading fire, the ushers have maybe forgotten how to unlock the doors. Because they're panicked. Because they're panicking. So the doors were locked. The fire doors were locked. And guess what? The Iroquois had one public exit. So it had all these fire doors. I think I read somewhere that it had, like, 16 fire doors. All of them were locked. One public exit for 2,000 people. This is the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire of theaters. Yep, it sure is. Oh, God. So, (sighs) patrons were essentially trapped. Right. You know, it's dark, there's blaze, they're... They're trapped. They're burning. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. When the fire was finally contained several hours later, 602 people had died, including 212 children. Oh, jeez. It took more than five hours to retrieve all the bodies, and the alley behind the theater became a makeshift triage unit slash morgue, earning it a shiny new nickname, Death Alley. Mm. After the fire, the Iroquois was torn down and a new theater was built on the same site. To this day... Theatergoers will hear faint cries or see ghostly apparitions trying to leave the theater. Some even report mysterious hands touching them or pushing them out of the way, usually the closer they get to Death Alley. And of course, the theater itself is rife with cold spots, reflecting the 600 souls who never left the building. Don't call your building fireproof. It isn't. Yeah. Mm Mm-mm. No. So... 
when you were listing like all the different names that this theater has been called in the mm-hmm. past, I then remembered one theater I didn't even think to look up because I feel like maybe we've talked about this in the past because I've been to it several times for field trips. Yeah. Remember field trips? Oh. What are those? I don't I don't understand. Oh. You would take children to an enclosed space? Seems dangerous. Seems dangerous. That I even would teach them in an enclosed space? Crazy. Disgusting. The Ford's Theater in D.C. I decided mm-hmm. to just, like, double-check, like, see what's up there, up with that. So, okay, one, Abraham Lincoln shot at the Ford's Theater, and then as My soon as Lutz that happened... Booth, whose dad haunts with Nettie. Exactly, so it's all coming full circle. Yep. So, after he was shot, Ford's Theater basically shut down and was not a production space anymore. Mm-hmm. The U.S. government purchased the building and used it for storage, and then later as an army medical museum, and then as a library for the Surgeon General's office. And then in 1887, it was being used by the War Department as a clerk's office. In June of 1893, another tragedy struck the building. Its three upper floors collapsed, killing 22 clerks and injuring another 100 government employees. Holy shit! And then after this incident, accident, rumors basically circulate around D.C. that the building's cursed. Obviously. He killed Abraham Lincoln, so of course this building's cursed, right? Yeah. So it was once again just used for government storage, and then after 1931, it just sat unused. And then in 64, Congress approved its restoration. In 68, it opened up as a theater again. And now we know that it's, it's Ford's Theater. I've been there for field trips, whatever. Yep. Same. Okay, so about ghosts, <laughs> apparently... The tragic events in of 1865 still play out even today. People will report hearing disembodied footsteps rushing into the state box, followed by gunshots and screams. The ghost of Mary Todd has been seen leaning over Box 7's railing and pointing toward the stage. Some have heard her cry, he's killed the president. They also say that John Wilkes Booth is believed to haunt the stage area at Ford's Theater. Oh, he There's didn't one- die there. No, he didn't, but, but as, like, I guess uh, his energy. Yeah. Energy, yeah, saying that there's a spot on the stage that's located center-left that's always really cold. Mm. And then so, some witnesses say that if they try to deliver their lines from that spot, they feel bad. They, they get, like, nauseous or they feel, like, really ill. Ooh. Others have seen, like, an apparition of Booth running across the stage. And then some people have said that they've seen Lincoln's ghost or apparition at Ford's Theater. But he's seen more often at the Peterson House, which is across the street from Ford's Theater, which is actually where he died. Yeah. So I, I was like, Damn. I should look into that. I'm sure there's ghosts there. And there's there sure are. Sure enough. Jack yeah. full of ghosts. So I have one more story after this story. Oh, one real quick note. I was thinking this as you were telling me about all the shit that was going down at Ford Theater. Yeah. How is it that with that place and with the fucking Nederlander Theater, with all the shit that goes down there, why do they still put stuff in there? Like, okay, even if you don't believe in curses, just be like, okay, we're clearly not supposed to have something here. Bad shit keeps happening. Let's move it along. I, I, I don't know. I think it's maybe the, the people, the rational people keep winning. Speaking <laughs> just as like... a rational people who doesn't believe in ghosts, I would look at, hmm, you know what? It seems disrespectful that this building burned down and killed 600 people. Let's maybe not build another theater here. I, you know what? I think it's land use and capitalism. You're right. I was just, because I was thinking about like where Ford's Theater is in DC and mm-hmm. that's like prime real estate area. So even yeah. if they weren't, there was no theater there. Someone would have built something there. <laughs> I'm about to pull a netty and put on a red dress and go to a balcony and just scream about rich people. <laughs> <laughs> I have a red dress now, too. Let's go. Yes, you do. All right. 
So let's kick it over to the oldest continually operating theater in London. This is the Theater Royal Drury Lane. As I told Sasha when I messaged this to her not to do it, adjacent to the Muffin Man. As we all know, he lives on Drury Lane. So, this theater has more or less been in existence since 1663. Wow. So it is. Old AF. Obviously, because it's been around for almost 400 years, it has attracted a few spirits. Sure. And it has earned the nickname of the world's most haunted theater. Ooh. I don't know if that's actually true, but you know. You know. Some people call it that, and if they want, if they need to believe that, I'm not going to take it away from them. If you know of a more haunted the- theater, email spoopower at gmail.com. Anyway. Call your representatives. Call your representatives. Tell them about the theater, and then tell them what you want them to do. And say that if they don't do it, you're going to call them every fucking day and tell them about a different haunted theater. And you're just going to waste as much of their goddamn time as you want, because they clearly don't respect our time, so why should we respect theirs? Anyway... The most well-known ghost who calls this theater home is, drumroll please, the man in gray. I think this is the a first man in ever. A color. I put in my notes, a man in a color. Can you even imagine? A man in a color. What's Feminism up? has won. <laughs> Genuinely, I don't think we've ever done a man in a color on this There's entire fucking podcast. In a color. There is a man in a color though, and it is the man in gray. I could not believe it. I lost my shit for a good five minutes. That is amazing. <laughs> All of I'm these women in colors, but finally, just so proud of feminism. We've achieved equality. Finally, ladies. Finally. Put down your knives. We've done it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why it was knives, but sure. I mean, ladies, you know. maybe keep your knives with you. You know, but I'm not going to tell you what to do with your knives. I have a really nice set of, like, we mermaid knives. We ride midnight. shoe shopping oh my god periods tampons we ride at dawn (laughs) grab your knives grab your knives the man in gray can be identified by his powdered wig gray cloak and tri-corner hat so he's a fancy old-timey gentleman atypically because one if you're gonna be a man in a color you have to also be different in terms of when you're spotted he pretty much only comes up during the day oh not at night during the day And he starts out from an upper box on one side of the theater and moves to the box on the opposite side of the theater before he vanishes into one particular wall. I was going to say, is he just like, I'm not going to disturb the evening's production, so I'm just going to do my haunting right now? Well, and that's the funny part. Seeing him is considered a good omen for a successful run of the theater, and accordingly, he's been spotted by many actors and even whole casts of shows performing there. So you want to see the man in gray, because if he shows up during the day, you're like, sweet, we're going to crush this. You guys, it's going to go great. Actually really cute. Isn't that adorable? I told you I was going to bring us back up at the end. (laughs) While the identity of the man in gray is unknown, his body may have been found. We just weren't able to identify it. In the 1870s, so already 210 years into the theater's existence, the theater underwent renovation, probably because it was 210 years old. Yeah. While tearing down the wall where most people see the man in gray vanish, workers found a secret room that wasn't on the blueprints. Inside the secret room was the skeleton of a man who had been stabbed to death before being wrapped in a gray cloth, possibly a cloak. Ah! The man in gray! Ladies, put down your knives. Don't do it. But the man in the gray is not the only ghost. You also have Joseph Grimaldi. He's the father of modern clown. (laughs) 
Not Hong modern Kong. clownery, just modern clown. Modern clown. Modern clown. And he's also one of the fathers of the tradition of British pantomime. Okay. According to legend, and this is this is real bananas, Grimaldi asked to be buried with his head severed from his body. Don't know why. I could not find why, but a couple different things were like, yeah, he asked for his head to be buried separate that from his... That sounds fake, but okay. I was like, I mean, go off, I guess. Huh. So sometimes, accordingly... He is spotted only as a floating clown white face in the wings of the theater. So you'll just see this disembodied clown head. And that's Joseph. Don't like that. He also sometimes likes to do the old comedy kick, like what clowns do, where they do like the big wind up and then give you just yeah. like a little boot on the caboose. Yeah. So he likes to do that to actors and staff when they least expect it and their back is turned. He just like, whoa, 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 boop. Because <laughs> he's, he's the father of modern clown. Of course he's gonna. There are also a few unidentified spirits who like to play with the electricals, particularly when people are discussing the ghosts of the theater. So there have been a couple actors who are putting on a show at the Royal Theater, and they'll be like, do you really think it's haunted? No, I don't know about that. And as soon as they start talking about it, something with the electrical system will start going haywire. Like, one guy reported that the TV, which was on but didn't have a remote, it suddenly started changing channels. Ah. And he was like... Uh, and then they stopped talking about the ghosts, and the TV stopped changing channels. <laughs> so the ghosts are just like, we're here. We're here. Please don't talk about us. It's rude. <laughs> so Amazing. Amazing. And that's the Royal Theater Drury Lane. I was going to say, the Man in Grey kind of reminds me of that haunting in Old Town Alexandria, where the guy was stabbed underground, mm-hmm. or buried underground, and then his ghost... Like, kept appearing in the guy's dreams, dreams and then they yeah, went and down there the to thing excavate in his eye, it. The dentist yeah. with the thing in his eye. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Basically, yeah, I think that's the man. And what's interesting, what got me was the fact that he was wrapped in a gray cloth and he's mm-hmm. the man in gray. And it's like, oh shit, that's why he's gray. Oh God. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, my last theater in our tour de Virginia <laughs> is Barter Theater in Abingdon. So, oh, I had um, roommates from Abingdon. It is also basically North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, we have, that's very far. Virginia is actually very wide. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously not as big as, like, Texas or, like, or a Texas, lot of, or yeah. California or, like, Montana and stuff like that, but it is very wide, and it does take time to get from place to place, which is largely why I've only been to about a two-hour radius <laughs> of the state. I've been to, like, Harrisonburg, Stanton... And then sweep over to Charlottesville, Richmond, <laughs> Wil- Williamsburg is pushing it at like three hours. I've been to Virginia Beach, which is, you know. That's like a, four. But it's a four beach. Hours. So it's-, but it's a beach, you know. Anyway, Abingdon, almost to North Carolina. So the Barter Theater has a rather unique origin, having been thought up by local actor Robert Porterfield during the Great Depression. On June 10th, 1933, the theater opened for its first production, charging 40 cents per ticket. Patrons did not have to pay in cash, however. As the surrounding community was largely a rural farming town and times were tough, Porterfield accepted the equivalent of 40 cents in produce in exchange for admission. Okay, can I interject real quick? Because one, I love that. I brought you 40 cents worth of celery. Please let me into your theater. Two, not to double back to the really downer one, but the theater that burned down, the Iroquois or the Nederland or whatever you want to call it, they locked the fire doors so people wouldn't get in and see the show for free. Except because it was 1903, they were probably charging them like 30 cents. Right. So 600 people died so that they could keep 30 cents ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. That's all. Yeah. I just wanted so, to bring that up. 
basically proclaiming that with vegetables you cannot sell, you can buy a good laugh. Oh! I want to put that on a kitchen towel. Right? (laughs) The theater quite literally bartered its craft for local goods. Four out of five visitors would pay with vegetables, dairy products, or livestock. So that's how it became known as the Barter Theater. That's so cute! Yeah, I think that's such a great idea. That's a really good, like, community thing. It's kind of like when, like, local theater productions, or even, like, our school does food drives sometimes. Yeah. Where it's like, you can come watch the screening of a movie in our theater at school. You just gotta um, bring a can Just bring a can of food, yeah. Yeah. So the building itself dates back to 1831, and before becoming a theater, it was used as a church, a jail, a townhouse, and a, sorry, a town hall, and a firehouse. Damn. At different, so many different times. The fire alarm was actually left in the building for a time, and actors would have to freeze mid-performance when the alarm sounded, waiting for the noise to stop before they could go on with the show. Because it was a firehouse... It would sometimes oh, just go no. off to be like, there's an emergency, we gotta go! You gotta go to the fire! And then they were like, wait, guys, we don't we're have not, a fire truck, we're not, not qualified for this. to do this. <laughs> so with its unique history and regular performance performances, Barter continues to attract guests to this day, though not all of them are among the living. Porterfield's ghost, the founder who yeah, yeah, yeah. came up with the concept... Vegetables said, for a laugh. Vegetables for a laugh! ...is said to still roam the building and appear in the audience during shows. Another spirit is a bit more malevolent, chasing actors out of their dressing room from time to time, just being like, blah, get out of here, blah, <laughs> blah nudity. <laughs> and then finally, a Confederate soldier's ghost is also said to appear in the theater. It is said that anyone to whom he shows his wound will die within two days. As though being visited by a Confederate soldier ghost isn't bad enough. <laughs> it's like, y'all lost the war, just move on. Your yeah. spirit can go on now. <laughs> yeah. But also, don't show me your wound. I don't want to die. Yeah, like, Just gross. because you were fighting for the wrong side doesn't mean that I have to die. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert, if the Confederates had their way, neither of us would exist. Right. So how about you fuck right out of here with that? <laughs> so the Barter Theater is one that is still around and you can still visit. So I think that's really, really cool. That's so magical. When we go, we'll have to bring like a tiny sheep and some broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. I, do, I love like, that. Now I'm just like, wait, so how much are tickets? Because I want to see, like, what what they mean. Okay, yeah. if I go buy tickets, I think obviously... It was, was it Radiohead who released an album in, I want to say, it was like, Pay 20, What You Will. Yeah, mm-hmm. in 2013, that was Pay What You what mm-hmm. you Will. So some people would pay, like, 30 bucks, and then some people would pay, you know, 20 cents. Oh, it's, it's $20 a ticket, so it's not oh, bad. Oh, that's not bad. No. I have $20 from, worth of produce. Yeah, from October 9th to November 8th, they're doing something called... Or sorry, yeah, they're doing something called Drive-In Theater, which a lot of theaters are doing. Um, American Shakespeare Center in Stanton is mm-hmm. doing, like, outdoor Shakespeare things. But this one is doing the Moonlight Drive-In Theater, and they're putting on Dracula October 9th to November 8th. And then Aww. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow October 22nd to November 11th. Hear me so, out. What if we go and watch Dracula? <laughs> So that's really cool that that's um, because a lot of the theaters that I talked about have uh, have closed like since in general. As it turns out, the dinner theaters closed. Um, They closed a a few years ago, and like a lot of these other places have closed because of you know like towns that are small just kind of die off and they don't you know need a local theater production anymore. But the barter theater is still open. I do hope you know 
now that we've all been like streaming shit and movie theaters are having a hard time, maybe live theater will come back and be yeah. more accessible. Because I'm all about like there are a couple theater troops that put their shows online, mm-hmm. and I'm all about that shit. Like, it, yeah, you know. Theater should be for everybody. It's a magical experience. I genuinely mm-hmm. enjoy live theater. I love dinner theater. Yeah. Those were some quality birthday parties. Thanks, Mom. Gonna, <laughs> when we're allowed to go see shows again, when the Kennedy Center reopens, I'm going to drag my boyfriend to see Sheer Madness, which was my birthday party two years in a row. Like it's, I've never seen Sheer Madness, and I've oh, always wanted to. And I've also wanted to see Capital Steps, but I haven't seen Capital Steps. I've yet. never seen Capital Steps, but my seventh grade birthday, my eighth grade birthday, eighth grade birthday notably was when the DC Sniper was happening. Yeah, yeah. But we had already bought the tickets, so I remember my mom like putting us in the car and being like, okay, once we park, you guys are going to zigzag into the theater. You're going to run as fast as you can. <laughs> but we went and we saw Sheer Madness, and it was amazing. I loved yeah, it. That's why we're friends, because yeah. you were the kind of per- kid who had dinner theater birthday parties yep i wish i was i wish i had known you a year earlier yeah or two years earlier yeah and then i just like i didn't have birthday parties but like because we were in marching band and our birthdays were in october who has birthday parties when you're in marching band and And usually i had to go camping the weekend of my birthday so like yeah you know there was when, no when it's safe again, we'll go do dinner theater. We'll go do dinner theater. We'll get all dressed up. We'll go see Sheer Madness. I can't yes. tell you anything about it because I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, it I is don't magical. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I remember the first show we saw, there was a line in it where the guy, because like the, the premise is someone gets murdered in a hair salon and mm-hmm. you have to suss out who did it. Mm-hmm. And at one point, a guy answers the phone and goes, Sheer Madness hair salon, we curl up and die for you. And I've been thinking about that for 23 years, not 23, but like 17 Anyway, support live theater, even in these times. Find ways to support your local live theater troupe. If they're doing outdoor things, if they're just doing fundraisers, if they're putting their stuff online to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Still keep supporting live performance. Well, it's been another hour of spoop, kitties. I'm sorry I called you kitties. Immediate swift regret. (laughs) Well. Oh, wow. yeah, that's better. I'm, I I meant kitties like kids, but oh, I like, I'm calling you kitties, kitties like cats. Meow. Yes. So no more immediate swift regret. Meow. Thanks for listening. Tell us your favorite dinner shows. <laughs> Tell us of haunted theaters near you. If you've ever been to any of these that we've talked about, if you've ever seen a ghost at a theater, if you've ever done the Scottish play and said Macbeth, whoa, uh. and something bad happened. How have we never talked about that? I don't know. Anyway, email spoophour at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at spoophour and tell us your spoopy stories. It is spoopy season and it's a good time. At a certain point, we're going to do Bone Cone where we put together a Halloween playlist. So once we do that, we'll plug our Spotify playlist so you can go and listen to our spooky song recommendations. Spooky sounds of spooky season with Courtney and Sasha. Coming oh, at oh, you oh. from Spotify. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening. <laughs> hey, I'm Shar. And I'm Kelly. And together we host Drinking and Screaming. We're a new horror discussion podcast based out of Vancouver, British Columbia, where each episode we pair a new cocktail with our movie of the week. For instance, I'm pairing this ad with just a shot of tequila. You know, because... Most ads are horrible. With Drinking and Screaming, you'll find yourself pulled into a new horror film to discuss and a new cocktail to try every week. Every episode is laced with great soundtracks, theme breakdowns, production trivia, Char's bad drinks, and so much more. What? I said clips from the movie. New episodes every week. Join in on the spoops. Drinking and Screaming, wherever podcasts are found. I give this ad a 5 out of 10. You know, we don't rate the movies. 5 out of 10.